Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of Titus. We're in the first chapter. And I want to back up a couple of verses to set the context, as we always do. And let me check something here real quick. It looks like everything's working. Okay. <laughs> uh, chapter 1 of Titus, verse 7 says this. For the overseer, remember he's speaking uh, to Titus, telling him sort of the qualifications of the elders and overseers. Uh, an elder is simply one who oversees. Okay. For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not pugnacious, not fond of sordid gain, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled. Now, we've covered all these in previous episodes. Now, verse 9, which we've covered before, but remember the context. Holding fast the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching, so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. So he's telling Titus, he says, you need to select these guys and appoint these guys. Make sure they are of this type of character, but be certain that they hold fast to the faithful word. And, you know, most of us, I would dare say, most of our churches and the organizational church, et cetera, would say, well, oh, yeah, yeah, our leaders hold fast to the word. But do they really? And if you give close heed and close attention, you will find out that they do not. They may say things all the time about the Bible and how they believe the Bible, uh, you know, how they believe the Word of God, how they teach from it, how they preach from it. But when you listen, it becomes readily apparent that they do not. At best, they will use the Word as a pretext simply to establish a foundation for what they really want to say. And so what he's saying here is that, no, these folks have to hold to the faithful Word in accordance with the proper teaching so that they can exhort in sound doctrine and refute those who contradict. Well, why is that? Well, verse 10 tells us, For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. <laughs> Paul is pulling no punches here. He's saying this, you know what? There's a lot of rebellious people, a lot of rebellious men. There are a lot of empty talkers. Okay, empty talking. It just means that they talk idly. You know, they, they just wrangle around words, just senseless, sometimes even mischievous. You know, I know some that are like that, and they're always twice too cute. You know, they, they think that they're being smart. They think they're being insightful. They think that they're, uh, they think they're really communicating with the congregation because they're leading them down this path, and they're really not. Okay, they're just empty talkers. And you say, well, empty of what? Well, the King James calls them vain talker, okay? vain talkers. Uh, the Lexham calls them idle talkers. Uh, they're just listening to themselves. They're not really dealing with the truths that the Lord has given us. So the Scripture calls them rebellious men. They're empty talkers. But then they go beyond that. They are also deceivers, okay? And it starts off with self-deception, Okay. They've seduced their own minds and they've deceived their own minds. 
and now they're doing the other the, the people likewise and they become imposters a lot of times they think that they are speaking forth the truth they think they're being so insightful they think that they're communicating the truth of the gospel and they think they know it and they don't because they've deceived themselves and then he says this especially those of the circumcision now those of the circumcision the circumcision party are the Jews okay and there were Jewish people who believed okay the the first early church was all Jewish it was uh, according to the scripture it was 8 years after uh, 8 years later when uh, the gospel came to Cornelius, a uh, Gentile. Now, I feel sure there were other Gentiles that were saved prior to that time, but we really don't see it in the Scripture. And so, uh, anyway, he says, these ones that are of the Jewish background are causing all sorts of trouble. Well, what kind of trouble are they causing? Well, he gives us a little insight. Verse 11, who must be silenced. So, see, he, Paul is telling Titus point blank, you need to silence these guys. You know, when was the last time that uh, you had a problem within the body of Christ, within the church, and the solution was, okay, we need to silence these folks? <laughs> Can you imagine? But there's a time for that. There really is. Uh, the King James actually gets great insight to it. It says this, whose mouths must be stopped. <laughs> Apparently, they had been mouthing off. And so you, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. Now, we talked about it a little bit several episodes ago just because of the, of the phraseology, the filth or lucre, okay, filthy lucre kind of thing. We saw it in Timothy too. You see what their motivation is. Their motivation is sordid gain. There's nothing wrong with gain, okay? There's nothing wrong with gain that is earned. There's nothing wrong with gain that is gifted, Okay, but this sordid game, this idea that they're teaching what they should not teach, and the agenda is to get more and more dishonest gain. No, the Spirit's telling us we need to silence this. You need to quit this kind of stuff. Whole families were being upset. It was dividing families, whatever the teacher was. We know this is teaching things they should not. Okay? They were teaching things that they should not be teaching. More than likely, it's the kind of stuff that we've seen over in Galatians and some other places with the Judaizers where they were saying things like, well, yeah, Jesus is Messiah, but really you have to become a Jew first. And then if you are circumcised, become a Jew first, then you become a believer, that type of thing. And then, then you really need to adhere to the law to be a, a true Christian. Uh, there's actually uh, movements like that afoot today. Uh, uh, a big overarching title of it is called the Hebrew Roots Movement. And uh, the idea is you, to be a really, really good Christian, you have to be a really, really good adherent to the Torah, to the law. And when folks say that, it's like, have you ever read the book of Hebrews? You know, have you seen it's the reason the whole book was written, you know, is to deal exactly with that. Would you be better off if you ate better and adhere to the dietary law? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know? But they seem to forget that Jesus fulfilled the law for us. If you want to do things that are good for your body and things like that, that's wonderful. But don't sit there and communicate that. Well, you need to worship this way. You need to be like this. You need to adhere to this type of stuff to be a true believer because that's not what the Scripture says. Let me read this next verse right here, and then we'll pick it up later. The next verse says this, One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, So this is the... Uh, these teachers, these rebellious men, it says one of them, and I don't know if he was 
of the circumcision of a Jew or not. But he says this. He's a prophet. He says, one of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil, beasts, lazy gluttons. Well, let me go to the next verse. This testimony is true. <laughs> so Paul is saying, you know, one of them, one of the uh, guys themselves, and these folks would have been Cretan folks, and they're saying, Cretans are always liars, evil bees, lazy and gluttons. And Paul's saying, that's right. He said, the pattern of practice of your society is exactly that. But it's the Lord who transforms you. He says, this testimony is true, verse 13. For this reason, reprove them severely so that they may be sound in faith. Reprove them sharply, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. In other words, they can't carry on with the same kind of style of life that they've had before. You say, well, I'm Cretan. This is just the way we act, you know. No, 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 you can't do that. And particularly these that profess to be uh, teachers, these rebellious men that are empty talkers, he says, no, you got to deal with these folks. Tell you what, folks, all through the Scripture we see where we as a body of Christ have a role and a responsibility to deal with things like this, okay? To speak forth the truth. He says right here, to reprove them severely, rebuke them severely, okay? We have a role to do that. We don't do it, and I think it's to the detriment of the kingdom of God. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you again next time.